This is episode 60 of the Kindred Mom podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sue Allen. Hey there, friends. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Kindred Mom podcast. I am especially excited to be here today because this is the first episode that we're releasing after several months off, and I could not be more thrilled to come back with our whole Kindred Mom team to introduce the coming season of our show and the topics that we'll be talking about over on the Kindred Mom blog. If you have not been to the blog in a while, I would love to invite you over there to check it out. It's at kindredmom.com, and there are a variety of writers who contribute to our community and share their motherhood stories so that they might bring encouragement to you. You might learn some awesome mom hacks or tips or tricks that you didn't have in your tool bag already. And it's just really a wonderful, encouraging place to be on the internet. This show today is specifically introducing the celebrating motherhood theme that we are talking about for the next few months and I have the whole Kindred Mom team joining me to talk about some of the individual topics we'll be going through by month and just a general like catching up. We also have a brand new team member to introduce to you and she is really wonderful and so I hope you enjoy the conversations that follow and if you haven't yet connected with us, we'd love to invite you to sign up for our email list where we send out updates every so often and sometimes give away freebies or go join us on our Facebook group where we can talk a little bit more there. Well, I am really excited to kick off a new season of Kindred Mom. We've taken a break for the summer and have a whole bunch of awesome stuff ahead in the coming months. And today we have Jenny Van Winkle, who has been around for a while, and we just are excited to have you back, Jenny. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be back. And then Lynn Patty, who has taken a little break from Kindred Mom for a bit just because of a lot of life adventures. And Lynn, we're so glad to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. And then I'm extra excited to introduce Mary-Kate Brown, who is joining our Kindred Mom team this season to help with some of the things we do behind the scenes. And she is a good friend and has contributed to our community on the blog before. And Mary-Kate, we're so excited to have you. Thanks so much, Emily. I'm so excited to be here. Since you're new to our audience, at least in the ongoing familiarity with the voices that are appearing on our show, I would love to just ask you um, what it is that has drawn you to Kindred Mom, because you have written for us several times, and that's how we kind of struck up our friendship. And uh, so yeah. what what is it about Kindred Mom that has made you want to jump into this role? I just know that when I became a mom seven years ago now, which is crazy, I was always so encouraged by the other moms in my life, you know, church community and just friends around me, but also just in the mom community I found online, honestly. And I just know what it's like to really feel like you relate to those women digitally, um, reaching out to you and just sharing their stories and just feeling like that sense of camaraderie was really great. And so when I got into writing and just got into the online space myself, I fell in love with Kindred Mom and its mission and just how real it is. Every time I listened to a podcast episode, I just felt like I was right there in the conversation. And so I just love the Kindred Mom community for that. It's just real moms, real life, totally relatable. And I just feel like we're able to encourage. It's always been encouraging 
encouraging to me and I know it encourages a lot of other moms. So I just feel really excited and honored to be with you guys here. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, we're so excited to have you. And because you mentioned the mission and message of Kindred Mom, I would love to just kind of unearth what that is to each of us because I know that, you know, we talk about some of the themes behind the scenes as we make plans for a series topic or discussing the essays that come in from the women who have contributed to our community. And I know that this has become something really meaningful to each of us in different ways. So I'd love for you each to take turns sharing um, what you see the core mission and message of Kindred Mom being and how it's impacted your own life as a mom. The first thing we're about was to really encourage moms who are in the trenches. Mm -hmm. We are all there. (laughs) We have little ones. We have babies. We have ones that are just coming out of the baby phase. And we just really feel at Kindred Mom that those moms really need help. They need connection. They need um, tools, practical tools. They need emotional tools and support. There's a lot of things that sometimes moms in the trenches don't even talk about. And so this space is here and designed and us as a team, we've supported this vision to support moms who are in the trenches. For me, I've had seasons of being in the trenches for several years and then having a a more considerable gap between my third and fourth child and then being back in the trenches. Um, And so Kindred Mom has definitely spoken to that part of my heart where I'm just like, wow, I cannot believe I have two in diapers again, you know, (laughs) with my fourth and fifth babies. And um, to just identify with that mom has just been um, as freeing in a way. Yeah, I actually, um, (laughs) as you were talking, Lynn, I was just thinking of this time I was in Target and I did not have my children with me. I have three. And I was by myself, which is, you know, what that's like when you get to go to the store alone. And the checkout lines were just crazy, like totally crazy. And there was Mm -hmm. this mom and I saw her like down, down the aisle and she's pushing a double stroller, two crying little ones in there. They're like starting to lose it, you know, and she's got the whole bottom full of groceries. And all of a sudden, like the, the register that I'm standing in front of is open and it, it's like a miracle. And I just looked at her and I waved. I'm like, come here, come here. And she runs <laughs> down and she gets in line and she just looks at me with this look of like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You're saving my afternoon. And I just feel like kindred mom is that in the internet world. Like <laughs> yep. we're the moms here where we are able to just like, it's not just a, this team, but all the contributors that come on here. We're the moms that are able to just wave that other mom down the aisle with the crying kids. Like, come here. I've been there, sister. Yeah. I, I got your back. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is like a picture of kindred mom. Mm, I love that story. And for, for me, <laughs> what kindred mom is, is really about the stories because I feel like we learn so much telling our own stories and we learn so much listening to other people's stories. And I feel like for me, the most valuable thing that Kindred Mom has provided for me is an outlet for my voice and an outlet for knowing that you as a mother are valid and you have validity and, and that your words and your experience are worth sharing and that you have wisdom, even though it may seem like you have zero wisdom to yourself, (laughs) you know, you're like, I have no idea how to handle this situation. (laughs) But there, there are bits that you glean from it. And when you have an opportunity to tell your story, those pieces become solidified for you. And I have found that to be 
extremely powerful in my own journey as a mother. Yeah, I agree with you, Jenny. I think stories are extremely important as we navigate, even just to reflect on what we've experienced that day or what we've experienced in childbirth or through a given season of our child's development. I think all of those things are really helpful to think about and reflect on and share with others because I know that I have gleaned nuggets of wisdom from many, many different women just from hearing what they have gone through. And sometimes they have a really well thought out takeaway piece of advice. And sometimes it's really just, this is what they experienced and the aha moment comes right as they're sharing. I also wanted to say when Lynn brought up moms in the trenches, obviously newborn and first couple of years is trench zone, but I'm experiencing life in the trenches right now with number seven, which yes, I have a newborn. So I guess it qualified from that perspective. But I also just feel like the trenches are just the hard places of motherhood. And I think that can happen in lots of different seasons, not just the early years. And so I guess for me, what Kindred Mom has become is a safe place for me to explore what I have learned in the past in my motherhood journey and really what I'm learning right now, which has been kind of some hard-earned battle scars, um, some deep Mm. digging in my soul about what it is my daily purpose is, my identity, and still staying engaged with my role as a mother every day. That doesn't go away no matter what, but kind of holding space for all of the stuff that's going on within me as I try to shepherd little hearts towards truth and kindness and gentleness and also sorting through the all of the stuff that I don't know. I find myself right now, I'm in an extra sensitive season where I just I feel like I can't really take in too much of the news because the news just just tears at my soul, all of the horrible things that are happening around the world. It's not that I don't want to know about them, but I can barely register, you know, what is happening out there beyond the walls of my house. And I also just think that I'm trying to grapple with what sensitivity means in my motherhood journey, because I don't necessarily think that trying to be less sensitive is necessarily the answer. (laughs) I have to learn how to cope with this because it's, it also is triggered by screeching and bickering and fighting, which happens all the time. (laughs) And I can't really get away from that one. Um, But I just think that sensitivity is a gift and I don't know if you guys have your own experiences or thoughts about uh, sensitivity and what it adds to our roles as moms, because I definitely think that it's a blessing to be able to just clue into our kids and their individual needs. And I think without sensitivity, we wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I know as a mom, sometimes I um, feel like I'm playing whack-a-mole, you know, with my kids where like a need will pop up in one of my older kids. And then I'm like, okay, boom, got it. And I did that. And I, and then I'm sensitive, like you're saying, like, like this thermostat and feeling out, there's another one over here on the left. Got it. Okay. Did it. And I think what's really cool about us as a team here, and then the content that we are um, putting out there is that in that process, there is a chance to figure out how I feel about those things that I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. in the moment. And um, whether it be like you're saying, Emily, 
just a time where it's a little harder for you right now as a mom, a season that just feels heavier. So in those moments when we are dealing and going through something as a mother, I mean, we are individuals as it stands, right? Like even though we are identified strongly as mothers, we are still individuals. And so Kindred Mom is the space where we're able to process those things, to to just pause for a minute, to just say, wait, what's going on? Whether we're writing about it or reading about it or relating to another mom about it. Um, and I think, Emily, the sensitivity that you're talking about is so important. It's so important. And I think that a season where you are becoming more sensitive is never like a bad thing, you know, maybe it means children do need to learn how to be quieter. Maybe it means that you are going to be so much more plugged in to what they're going to go through in the future or what your husband's going to go through in the future, you know? So I think that that's the redemptive piece that we talk about a lot behind the scenes. It's hard, but there is a purpose and there is a reason to keep going. I always think about just the whole leading by example part of being a mother and sensitivity bit for me is, you know, in showing, showing when I get hurt in front of my kids or showing, showing my vulnerability, whatever that means in front of my kids is so it's like one of the hardest things because you want to be this rock, this pillar, this unshakable foundational force in their lives. And when I, you know, when I'm crying or something like that, and they're looking at me with this look of what's the matter (laughs) with you (laughs) kind of a thing. And I'm like, I'm not really sure, (laughs) but this is a part of life. And this is, you know, it's okay. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you can't trust me or that I'm any less faithful. It's just this is an opportunity to know that sometimes life throws you curveballs that you can't figure out on your own and that you need the support of other people and that you need to show those things. Like it's just important, like communication and just even communicating what you're struggling with, I think is hugely important. Well, it just reminds me that passing along or cultivating emotional intelligence in our kids does require a wide range of emotion experiences. <laughs> and it's not all just being able to identify, oh, that's sadness. It's I'm feeling sad right now, or I'm feeling any any number of emotions as we navigate through the challenges that we go through as moms and allowing our kids to experience those things alongside us. You know, my kids don't really know the full extent of what goes on with me from day to day in my inner life, because I save that for my husband or for my close friends. Um, But they do witness some of it. And, you know, if they ask me, you know, are you okay, mama? You know, I'll I'll just tell them I'm feeling sad right now or whatever the case may be. And I think it's one of the things we've been kind of navigating the last couple months is I have a couple of my middle children that are really having a hard time with disappointment. (laughs) And some of that is because we have a really big family and you cannot satisfy everyone's desires at the same time because they compete with each other. Um, They don't always match up. Like some want to go to the park, some want to go to the splash park, (laughs) you know, and they don't always get to do what they want to when they want to. Um, And 
being able to practice how to move through disappointment and make compromises and all that kind of stuff, I think is uh, a big part of this job. So um, I'm really excited about the stuff that we're going to be talking about these coming few months. And, um, you know, we chose celebrating motherhood as an overarching theme for this coming fall season because of the many facets of motherhood that really, in a lot of ways, they just kind of get glossed over, lumped together, <laughs> you know, we're going to kind of pull that apart and just kind of look at motherhood a little bit closer to see what we might be able to learn from the different people who end up sharing here on the podcast and over on the blog. And um, I'm just curious if you guys have any particular part of the coming few months that you are looking forward to. Well, I know that I am looking forward to the It Takes a Village series because I just think that as moms, that's something that all of us really in our deepest heart of hearts desire. I think that we are just made um, just as, as humans for connection. And I think that, you know, we talk about being in the trenches and sometimes like just having like your village around you, your people around you to support you, like that's priceless. Even if, um, whether it's like in the form of someone bringing a meal or a mom coming over, you know, to have a play date with you and, and sharing a cup of coffee, like sometimes those can just be the most refreshing thing. So I, I'm just really excited to hear from other mamas about, um, their experiences with their village and how they found their village or are finding it. And, um, I just think that's something that all of us can relate to. I agree. That's, that's the one that I'm most looking forward to because it's the one that I feel I have been working on personally <laughs> this whole time that I've been a mother, but, uh, and the one that I feel like I'm constantly still working at building a village, but I do feel like the humble life series in November is going to be so good for me to remember because it feels like motherhood sometimes is so mundane, <laughs> so boring. <laughs> and it's so like, not, not not boring and like, oh my gosh, it's mind numbing, but a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much that you're like, I'm an adult and I just can't be stimulated by the things that happen in these tiny people's worlds. And it's like riveting to them, but it's so not to me. And so to me, it's like, ha like knowing about a humble life and being okay with mm -hmm. living that way, knowing that it's for a season and that it's, um, and that you can still in that time, remember who you are as a person and do things to cultivate yourself for that season of life when your children aren't going to be needing you as much. And for me, it's like, it's a time of just getting quiet and going inward. The topic of friendship for me is it, it just really sticks out as I'm looking at the four topics. Um, I'm excited to hear what we have to say about that. And as I've just uh, done a big, big move with my family and we're in a new community and I feel a little like the bottom of the friendship thing has just fallen out <laughs> from me. So yeah, I'm just really excited to, I, for lack of a better term, to just figure it out. Like who are my friends? Who are they going to be? And honestly, a friendship looks just a lot different nowadays with social media and Voxer and, you know, talking on the phone, all that stuff. It's just it, friends can't always be right at your house. 
And I think that's okay. I think I, I, I have some really close friends that are live very far away. So I don't know. It's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, I think these are all going to be wonderful topics to tackle together as a community. And I think the things that I'm most looking forward to through the storytelling and the sharing that happens is taking pride in the work that we do in the unseen places of motherhood. I just feel like motherhood is a place that has forged a lot of my character in the last 10 years, actually 13 to be exact, because I just had my oldest turn 13 this last week. And so I know it's crazy. Um, So, you know, we're stepping into the land of teenager world and I'm excited and also a little bit nervous (laughs) that I'm going to biff that. Uh, But, you know, it's something that we get to do together. We get to discover and experience and um, just navigate that together. And so I'm mostly excited to just talk about how motherhood has changed or shaped our perspective about lots of things. And I don't know if you guys want to fill in the blank. Uh, there, There's just a phrase, motherhood is fill in the blank. What would you say in response to that? What is motherhood to you? I would say for me that motherhood is like this continual process of becoming like I joke a lot with um, some of my mom friends that as my kids get older, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just feel like I'm constantly learning just new ways to relate to my children, to interact with them, um, discipline and just um, like training them up. Like it's constantly changing. Whereas with a baby, like even though that was new, it was like, oh, you know, they cry they eat, they sleep, they need a new diaper. But when you have like your kids growing to be more independent, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what, what am I doing? What am I doing? (laughs) And you know, it also is like just this constant learning of how to take care of myself as a mom and like what I need to do, like to be the best mom that I can be. So I just feel like it's like this whole becoming, that's the only word I can really think to call it. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is, it's, I mean, that's exactly what, how I see it as well. One of the biggest lessons in that becoming for me has been how I cannot change another person, mm. even my children. I can't change them. I, re, I can only change my reaction to them. My, I'm responsible for what I say and do to them, toward them. And that part of becoming for me has, has been you know, intense, but great <laughs> in the end. Um, cause there's definitely a freedom and a surrender to not having that responsibility of fixing someone, changing someone, you know, that kind of thing. And if that's been my process of becoming, I think that is a big part of it. I really appreciate how you said that Mary Kate, that it's a process of becoming It's a way better way of saying what I was thinking in my head, which was motherhood is unrelenting and constant, you know, like it really is, but it's just like, you can never escape it. (laughs) Like what? I'm just in the bathroom. I'd like a, you know, a few minutes to just take care of my own personal bodily needs and someone's knocking at the door or scratching at the door like a little dog. And it's just like, it's unrelenting. It will happen whenever and wherever you are. It's just happening all the time. Oh, yeah. But in the sense that's like it feels so constant and always like you're always on duty kind of a thing. It's also such a I mean, it's it's kind of cliche. It's like motherhood is such a joy, but it really is 
a beautiful experience because you get to witness the growth and development of brand new people. And you get to be the orchestrator of their experience for several years of their life. And it's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful and honorable position to be in and to see someone grow and make realizations and learn the hard lessons and you're doing it right along with them. It's like as, as babies grow, so do mothers, you know, it's just like, we're doing that at the same time we're doing it together. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, in the day to day, it's hard to remember, but like the work that we do day in and day out is simple or as complex as it may be like, you know, making lunches or take, taking on like those big emotional things that our children go through. Like in all of those moments, we are laying like really strong foundations that our children are going to take with them into the rest of their lives. And I mean, again, not to sound cliche either, but as mothers, like we're really pouring into and forming our children's character and, you know, instilling truth and, and good values into them and things that really they're going to carry with them the rest of their lives. And I just really believe that that's where strong legacies are built is with the work that we do day in and day out in the lives of our children. And I think it's difficult to remember that, but I believe it's also worthwhile to remember that. <laughs> I wanted to say possibly for comic relief, because I I just feel like I would answer this question differently depending on the day <laughs> or depending on the time of the day. If we're at five o'clock on a Monday or whatever, <laughs> I'd be like, motherhood is craziness. <laughs> motherhood is exhausting. And, you know, it's, it's also amazing. It's also challenging. Um, There's just so many things that motherhood is at different times. And I think the beauty of motherhood is that it is such a multifaceted experience that we get to witness these incredible, sacred, beautiful moments as our kids grow to understand something or develop new confidence in a skill that they just developed. Or I don't know, there's just so many wonderful parts to it. But I guess my favorite part of our culture here at Kindred Mom is that we can hold the tension of what is beautiful about motherhood together with what is hard about it. And so I guess as we open this conversation over the next couple of months, I just want to invite the women who listen to our podcast to stick around, <laughs> to listen to the shows that are coming up, and to invite a friend to listen along, maybe even talk about some of the same things with your real life friends that you're in contact with all the time about some of these same issues, um, because I think it makes our experience and our friendship with others deeper to dig under the surface a little bit. And I also hope that you find a lot of encouragement here. Ladies, we're going to wrap up, but I just thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and just want to give my own little round of applause over here (laughs) because I just think you guys are amazing and really looking forward to this season ahead with you.
Well, I'm really excited to be back after an awesome summer break and jumping back into a new season for Kindred Mom. And today I have with me Lindsay Cornett and Robin Chapman as we launch into a new overarching series that we're calling Celebrating Motherhood. There are going to be some subtopics under that in the next couple of months that we will tell you about in just a little bit. But uh, ladies, welcome. And I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Hi, Robin. Hi, Emily. It is good to be back. Yeah, it is. And so as we get this started, I just want to acknowledge that we've all probably been in summer mode, maybe are still in summer mode at the time of this recording. And um, as we jump into celebrating motherhood, I would love for us to each share just a little bit about uh, what prompted us to choose this topic as we move into the fall months, as well as uh, kind of the different facets of celebrating motherhood that we're going to be looking at? Well, I'm just plugging through life right now. I I don't have any major transitions going on Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) like you ladies do. Um, (laughs) And I just feel, I frequently feel buried. Um, Actually, I've said a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, like I, I feel like I'm buried in a in a pile of humans that I birthed and like that sounds super negative and I don't really mean it that way (laughs) but but sometimes it really feels true (laughs) and so I need to um I need to recover the joy like the joy of my children as individuals the joy of um seeing the mundane tasks as being worthwhile and a high calling. So I'm kind of excited about this series for all those reasons. Yeah. And then you make such a good point about, you know, we talk about celebrating motherhood. It's not just a big party with a bunch of streamers and noisemakers, although we have the noisemakers thing. down do. I think. Um, But there just are more aspects to this experience, some of which are really difficult and overwhelming. I know that this last couple of months has been a pretty big struggle for me, um, which was a little bit not what I was expecting after this baby arrived. We kind of had a health challenge season before that that I thought was just going to end when the baby arrived. For some reason, I thought it would just be over, but um, it has not been. It's been challenging and new in different ways that I wasn't expecting. And so I, too, am just really looking to regain some perspective about the beauty of this season and about um, the importance of my role as a mama because there have been some really difficult days. And um, I just, I think that the stories of other women and sharing on this topic is going to be really powerful for all of us. Yeah, I agree. For me, our family is moving this Mm -hmm. summer. As we speak, we're kind of in between homes here. We moved out of our home in Grand Rapids and next week we'll move into our new home in Indianapolis. And so I'm kind of caught up in all of that transition and we're heading into a fall season where there will be new jobs and new schools and new, hopefully new friendships and new adventures. And so I'm thinking a lot about how I'm going to celebrate motherhood and be fully present for motherhood in the midst of all that transition and craziness. And in some ways, a lot of the things that made motherhood so delightful in this last season for me, like my children's really good friends and the awesome moms that lived on my street that I got to do life with, some of those things are fading away. And so it's going to be a time of maybe going back to the basics and also looking for new things to celebrate. So I know as we talk a little bit about um, this this fall, we're going to talk about 
it taking a village and we're going to talk about friendship and support in motherhood. And that's going to be something that is probably going to feel weird for me this season because I will be needing mm-hmm. to create a new support system in a whole new city and that sort of thing. So in the middle of all that transition, I'm really excited to dive into this with our community and see where it takes us. Yeah, it's going to be great. I really am excited about it. And one thing that always surprises me whenever we launch into a new series is just how many things I discover and learn from the experiences of other women. We're going to have new contributors um, to the blog this fall, and it's going to be just a continuation of what our community has already been for the last couple of years. But we're really focused in on trying to unearth the encouragement and the stories from different people's lives that we can learn from that can enrich our own experience. And so I would love to talk about um, just motherhood in general, what it is. Um, I actually posed a question in a Facebook group recently where I asked them to fill in the blank, motherhood is, and fill in the blank. And uh, a couple of the responses really were very touching to me. Um, So I want to read a couple of them, and then I'd love for you guys to share any of your thoughts about just the general role of motherhood and how you're thinking about it. A couple of people said, one person said, it's an honor. Uh, another person said, it's the best kind of hard, which I was like, absolutely. <laughs> um, that it's weary, hopeful, bittersweet, worth the mess, beautiful chaos, challenging yet rewarding, a lonely love, uh, which I just really related to this last season for me has been kind of isolating. And I feel like my personal challenges have just not been something it's been easy to share with others. But I really related with that one. And then there's all these other words like exhausting, amazing, the most terrifying and rewarding thing I've ever done. And so when I see all of these things, all of these responses to this question of motherhood is... I just recognize how diverse our experiences are as moms with different age kids, different challenges as we help our kids grow, um, as we kind of face our own inner challenges um, and limitations. I'm really curious to know what comes to mind for you guys when you think about what motherhood is in your own experience. One of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately, which actually came out of the conversation we had a few podcast episodes ago, I was on an episode with one of our writers in Mm -hmm. residence, Rachel, and we were talking about having a healthy soul as a mom. And one of the things our conversation came around to in that episode was the idea of motherhood being really holistic. It involves our mind, body, and soul. And I think that for me, that's one of the reasons why motherhood is both so wonderful and so hard is because it involves every part of our being, um, mm-hmm. which can make it both exhausting and enriching and fulfilling, right? And there are so few things in life that really require all of it, mind, body, soul, feeling, thinking, doing, but motherhood really does require all of that. And the other thing I was thinking about is just that motherhood for me is really an opportunity to kind of more fully embrace and lean into all the things that make me, me. When I think about the things that are most important to me in life, it's things like generosity, love, community, creativity, learning, 
And motherhood gives me an opportunity to express all of those things and to practice all of those things with my children and alongside them and for them so that they can learn about those things as well. And again, there's so few other things in life that can really incorporate all of those disparate, different ideas. And I love that you said that because I've been thinking just about family traditions and things that I want to make memories regarding my kids in their childhood and things that we want to do together. And it really has taken me a long time to realize that those things are up to me. <laughs> like nobody mm-hmm. is going to create this magic or this these opportunities, these spaces for us to experience new things together if I'm not like, first of all, coming up with a vision or, or catching a vision from somewhere of what I'm longing for, for my family. Um, and then acting on it because I, we just don't really in my extended family have a lot of traditions that we continue to participate in after we had our kids, because especially as we added more and more and more, Mm -hmm. just logistically, it became challenging to get to those places. (laughs) And if there's like a Christmas Eve, yeah, if there's like a Christmas Eve party or something, it's like six hours away. And we're like, yeah, that's really nice going to happen. And so I think I've always really wrestled with kind of this frustration at home of like, I really want my kids to have certain kind of experience, but I didn't really know how to make it happen until I started seeing, okay, right now in July, I can start planning how I want our Christmas season to look with respect to our traditions and that we can, I don't know, when you talk about sharing the things that are important to you and your values and priorities, Lindsay, I I feel like it's taken me a long time to recognize that I have the influence and the ability to bring those things into our family system in a very intentional way. And so I think motherhood is power (laughs) uh, to be able to to at least make some decisions in that direction of what we're hoping to accomplish here in our homes. Yeah. And for me, what, what comes up is like, it's a it's a high calling, but the the route it comes through is low service. So it's a high calling because we're shaping humans who are going to influence you know generations past us. But it, at least the years that I'm in right now, it's it's just the basis of of service. Um, you know, the cooking and the wiping of bottoms and dealing with eight year old angst and just all the all the random things that you do as a mom that's pretty daily like there are the big moments too um where you can like transmit big ideas about something i had the birds and the bees talk with my oldest not very long ago and those you know those happen but really all of the things leading up to those those talks where you you know talk about the big subjects and teach your kids important things about life. So much of that is done in the the really daily communication that's not not even talking. It's just just modeling life. I'd also love to talk about kind of the fine details of what a child gains from a mother that is committed. And also, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I've really been thinking a lot about um, our desire to be good moms and even the actual descriptor good. I'm just having an issue with that (laughs) because 
you know, if you're not good, then you're mm-hmm. then you're bad. <laughs> or another yep. really negative term that I just don't think applies in 99% right. of motherhood cases. Like I know that there are moms out there who are definitely not doing their jobs because of addiction or really desperate life circumstances that have kept them from being able to be invested in their child's life. But I just, I'm I'm starting to really wrestle with ways to describe how I am achieving my goals or my desires as a mom. And so I'm, I'm trying to switch my terminology to talk about being a committed mother or an intentional mother versus being a good mom. Because I just feel like if I'm a committed mom, that doesn't mean that I have to be perfect. <laughs> it just means that I show up again and I try again and I am mm-hmm. here to stay and I'm learning as I go. Um, and so I'd love to know, um, your, first of all, your thoughts about that and how, what is your self-talk about what kind of mom you are, as well as talking about the kind of fine details of what our children gain from us um, as we nurture them, as we grow alongside them. Um, that's something that I'd love to dive into. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking a lot about this because um, I relationally make messes a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm learning and have, have read some things to support my learning that, um, making the, the cleaning back up, um, the repair after the rupture is actually more important than being perfect. Um, I found this, this quote, um, the phrase good enough mother was first coined in 53 by Donald Winnicott, a British pediatrician and psychoanalyst. Winnicott observed thousands of babies and their mothers, and he came to realize that babies and children actually benefit when their mothers fail them in manageable ways. And I just, I'm trying to embrace the the good enough mother label because I can't, I can't be perfect. I, I don't actually know anybody who can be. And um, just em- embracing the grace that is the ability to model repentance and forgiveness and cleaning up our messes has been freeing. Yeah, I think that's really good. I haven't given much thought to the word committed really, Emily, and commitment and how that applies to my motherhood, but I'm kind of having a big aha moment as I sit here and I'm thinking about it and mulling it over because I think that that's that word is really helpful because mm-hmm. so much of what matters in motherhood is not our ability to do it perfectly, like you're saying, Robin, or even the word that's coming to mind is professionally. Like I think there's this sense maybe in our Instagram and Pinterest world that every aspect of motherhood and homemaking we have to do at an exceptional level, whether it's the cooking or the decorating or the creating activities and crafts or whatever it is, that that's not the most important thing either. But what matters is our presence and I'm even thinking about the, I forget where this comes from, but there's a part of scripture that talks about um, having a, a long obedience in the same direction, that that's what the word devoted in the Bible means. And motherhood is a lot like that too. It's a long obedience in the same direction that we we are committed to a vision of what we want our children to be like when they're adults and what we want our family to look like in the long term. And there's so little of that that we can really control, but we can be committed to the vision and we can be committed to the people that we're in relationship 
with. And that will take us a long way. Yeah. Well, there's so much freedom in that as well, because if the goal is not perfection or an achievement at some measurable level, but it is something that we can say, I am in this and the commitment level. Uh, I just think that that gives us room to fail at things and learn from it. It gives us room to grow and change our minds about how we might want to parent. I know that at least for me, my approach to motherhood has changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I really first started, I was really driven by fear of doing it wrong. And now I recognize that there are a lot of different ways to mother and a lot of really valuable perspective gained from people who mother differently than you do. And that's part of why I love kindred moms so much is because we're not trying to um, call moms to a singular mold of this is what, you know, committed motherhood looks like (laughs) because it's gonna it's gonna be a beautiful different expression in every family and every woman but that there are some principles we can follow that help us continue coming back to just our own growth um, in the shaping and molding of our character as we mother our kids because I feel like I've learned way more about morality and um, kindness mm-hmm. and patience and uh, self-control <laughs> of those those things that are um, not necessarily things that come naturally to us, but we get to practice on a daily basis. And um, so that's why I like committed and intentional both as words that I'm trying to embrace for myself because um, trying to be good is a lot more exhausting than trying to be committed. (laughs) You can take a nap when you're committed. And I think when I feel like I'm trying to be a good mom, I don't feel like I can sit down. I don't feel like I can let the dishes go or, you know, decide not to pick a battle with a toddler at that particular moment. And so... I, I'm glad that you guys see where I'm coming from <laughs> with those descriptors. Yeah, I, I really like that. Actually, like as you're talking, the, my wheels are are churning um, and uh, trying to think through all the things that I don't have to do because committed is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm going to write that on a post-it note. Committed moms can take a nap and stick it up <laughs> in my bathroom mirror maybe we somewhere have, where I maybe can Maybe we see have it. a new motto for our community. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's put it on a t-shirt or embroidered on a pillow. I'm here for yes. it. Oh, awesome. So let's talk about um, what it is that we bring to our children's lives. So I have some notes down about, uh, I've been really thinking a lot about the word nurture and what that really means um, in my everyday choices, um, how to nurture, nurture or nourish my family, not just with food, but kind of like, how do I help draw out their strengths and how do I help them work through their challenges individually. Um, A couple other descriptors that I have written down are confidence, safety. Um, I know that just having my five-year-old crawl up in my lap and just feel safe in my embrace um, is something that when I think about that for a little bit, it just helps me remember that the purpose that I have in this role is about so much more than proving to other people that I'm awesome at this or something, (laughs) that it's like Mm -hmm. deeper and more essential to the formation of a child's worldview and their sense of confidence in themselves. So I'd love to know from you guys what comes to mind when you think about what your children gain from you, um, really in that 
on the positive side. We don't have to talk about all the ways that we fall on our faces, <laughs> but just like what is it you're investing in them that you think they're going to take on from their early years into adulthood? Yeah, I really liked those two words. You said both confidence and safety. And I think that early in my motherhood, I might have defined those words differently than I do now. Like it was about safety in terms of keeping them physically safe from harm or illness or germs or whatever the case may be and confidence in that I wanted them to feel self-assured and all of those things. And both of those are still true, right? I want my kids to be both confident and safe. But also what I, what I think about more now is a sense of safety and confidence in that they know and can be assured that no matter what, I'm here for them. I will love them no matter what, that there's nothing they can do to make me love them more or less than I do just every moment of every day. And I think that that, my hope is that that will give them the confidence they need to take risks, to sometimes make mistakes, but know that they have a safe place to return to no matter how big those mistakes may be. I've I've had a n- number of people comment as um, one or another of my children is melting down in a semi-public way that the fact that they're melting down means that they feel safe with you, um, and to take that as a as a compliment. And I I don't always take it as a compliment. Mostly, it's frequently just an, uh, an interruption. But um, <laughs> well, it's not easy. it's not exactly but, the easiest yeah. thing to deal with when you have. <laughs> right. It's, it's like pain. I've got, I've got one that I have to like, I call it disciplinary cuddles. Like I just, <laughs> I hold her so that she doesn't break anything. Um, I'm like, Oh, disciplinary cuddle time. Good. Um, you just take what you can get. But, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right. Right. But like that, you know, just back to, to Lindsay's discussion of, of safety. And I see like, I think, I think what I bring, <laughs> I saw somebody on Facebook posted, you know, one of those, answer me, answer this question. Um, She asked, what, what makes you special and different from anything else? And the thing that popped to mind is like, I'm the only one who can understand what my toddler's saying. Like we bring attunement to our kids. We, we know what they say. We know what they need. Um, We can read them because we've been there. And we bring we bring that attachment, which again goes back to the safety part, um, gives them a, a safe place to be. I've read a lot about how, especially in the early years, um, you're basically functioning as their central nervous system, um, helping them regulate and then sort of helping them learn to do it on their own. Um, and those are those are things that are important and will serve them for the whole rest of their lives long, long past this, this little section of life where their brains are growing even faster than their little bodies are. Well, we're going to have to wrap up here in a minute, but I just want to spend our last couple minutes talking about how filling the role of a mother changes us, changes our perspective and how we see the world, um, how over time, maybe from the first year of mothering to where you might be right now, what has changed in your perspective about how to approach motherhood? Any thoughts about that? I I was really like, well, you said you were, you were very driven by fear that you were doing things wrong. I also was. Um, and I've become a lot more laid back. I have four now and the youngest is going to be three 
next week as as of the time of this recording. Um, and I, like I've just accepted I'm going to do it wrong. And it's actually fine because um, they're going to do things wrong, too. And they need to know how to deal with that. Um, and just there are so many things that are not as big a deal as I thought. Um, and at the same time, so many things that are a way bigger deal. Um, like I used to think it was a really big deal to let them paint and make messes. And I've learned that it's a bigger deal for me to be a sane mother. And so I outsource <laughs> that business. Like, so <laughs> we just, just going to pull back and let you do that somewhere else or outside when it's summer. So yeah, some, some things are a bigger deal and some things are not so much. Self-care is a bigger deal. Doing all the things right, not, not, not so, so much. much. Yeah, I relate to that a lot, Robin. I think another thing for me is that I've kind of gone on this journey or almost around in a, in a circle where when I, before I had children and when I was pregnant with my first, when he was first born, I was going into that, into it with this sense that I could not wait to be a mother. I was going to be a great mother. Like this was the Mm -hmm. thing I've been wanting to do my entire life. And then you get into the middle of it and it's so impossibly hard. And Mm -hmm. after my second was born, I had some postpartum depression and other things and it just felt insurmountable. And I got to this point of thinking like, I can't do this. Like, there's no way that I can actually do this well. What was I thinking? There's no way that I was made for this. (laughs) And then I had to come back around to realizing that, I guess like you're saying, Emily, that it's a lot more about my commitment to my children, my willingness to be present with them. And I think some, in some ways, that's really what we're kind of about at Kindred Mom too, right? Is sharing our stories about motherhood, including the hard parts, so that we can all sort of work together towards this sense that not that we're going to be perfect at it, not that we are somehow professionals at this or have all of the answers, but I just now have this sort of deeper sense somewhere deeper down in my soul that actually I was made for this and I am the person that my children need. Motherhood is really vulnerable. You know, I think a little bit about the work of Brene Brown and just this idea that it's really in these vulnerable spaces where we are risking failure that that's where our character is forged. That's where authentic relationships really develop. And that has been true for me. I am much more able to be myself and -hmm. bring my whole self to relationships, not just with my children, but with anybody, all because I had to go through this really hard transition, you know, through motherhood. And I'm sure that that will continue, right? We'll all hit other phases and other moments and other children or whatever the case may be that will bring us to our limits. Um, But but somehow that is the thing that changes our character, that gives us a better perspective on all of life. Um, It's certainly... Maybe that's something that we have to do, not just in a big picture sense, but every single day and even every single moment to moment. Like, no, actually, I can do this thing um, and we'll all be better for it when we get to the other side of this tantrum or this argument or this parenting phase or whatever it may be. But yeah, it is transformative and it is hard, but it is um, can also be 
you know, really, really worth it. Yeah. There's a verse that talks about um, not being conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which it sounds to me like an inspirational verse. I've heard it many times over the years, but especially because of how this last couple of months has gone for me, it has been a transformational time that has been extremely painful <laughs> and really hard. <laughs> and then yeah. I started thinking about, is there really any kind of transformation? transformation that I can think of that happens in a person's life that is not full of pain and ups and downs and uncertainty and what's going to be on the other side of this experience. And, you know, there's just a lot of things involved with that. And transformation is beautiful. Transformation is also really hard. And um, so I guess the, the one thing that I just wanted to mention before we close is my perspective has changed from seeing children um, in a more hallmark sort of way. Like I think before I was a mom, I heard things like children are the future and, you know, like kind of these quippy one-liner things that didn't have a lot of depth or meaning to me personally. Uh, not that I would have disagreed with that, but I just... I didn't really know a child in that capacity. So I was kind of like, yeah, sure. Great. You know, I'll, I'll put a thumbs up to that. But as I have discovered the intricacies of all these different personalities that are living in my home and seeing the value of a child's ideas and imagination and their, their hearts and their questions. And, um, you know, it's really easy to get lost in the things that are hard about motherhood and what what is required of us when we're exhausted and when we're stretched thin, um, but to just see the value of a child that they are such a gift to us. And I just, I don't want to get so wrapped up in priorities that are not my actual priorities um, or things that draw my attention, distraction. Like my, lately, my biggest push is I'm trying to limit my social media use just because when I think about my list of priorities, it's not up there, <laughs> but somehow it's taking more of my day than right. it really, than I want it to. And so, yeah, my perspective has shifted to, it's been really neat to watch a couple of the older women in my life who uh, one of my neighbors down the street was a mom of four and a daycare provider for a lot of years. And when she sees my kids, she stops everything and she looks them in the eye and asks them, what project are you working on? Or what's your favorite book right now? And just really connects with them. And I want to be that same kind of nurturer like she's not my kids mother but she is nurturing them in a way that it took me a number of years to realize that I could be that attentive I could be that gentle I could be that immersed and um, the beauty of who they are and that it's really such an honor that we get to because <laughs> um, it's I don't know children are such a gift and so that's what has changed in my perspective from hallmark to very close to the heart. <laughs> 